is Fangirl Happy Hour, and I am Anna. Today we have a regular episode, but not quite in the usual way. This episode is all about life, the universe, and everything else, or about Anne Leckie, Smugglers, our little survey, and more. With me to talk about all these things is my fellow Fangirl and geek extraordinaire, Renee. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So today we are recording this and it's Wednesday. The new Agent Carter trailer just came out today. Did you watch that? I did. It was really good. It was really fun, right? They I'll... promised romance. They promised romance. And the rom- but... and the guy and the romance oh. is not a white dude. Is it though? Or is like a misleading kind of thing? Because they knew that we have been clamoring for diversity. Maybe they just threw the black dude there with the romance so that we can all go and watch. And then they will just punch us in the face and make us really depressed. Because it was just an April's full prank. Well, I'm it's sorry. not April. I, I know. I, so, just, I was like, what? Be in it. Could you be more pessimistic? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like so pessimistic. <laughs> I don't know. I think they listened. I think the whole diversified Agent Carter thing put the conversation on their radar so they could at least think about it. I mean, I don't think they've ever face-punched us in a malicious way. I think it was just more being thoughtless. Yeah, First season did not have good racial representation, which was really not good since the show was otherwise pretty great. So I'm hoping that maybe they have taken the discussion, which was actually really friendly and welcoming and thorough, to heart. I have my yes. fingers crossed. It comes I, back in January 5th, so yeah. not that long. And it's two-hour episode. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's like a movie with just <laughs> Haley Atwell on my screen for two hours. I accept. Uh, and speaking of Haley Atwell, did you hear that she quit Twitter? Yeah, that was really sad. That was really sad. She's like one of the best celebrities I followed. She was so fun and positive and... Hilarious. Yeah, and funny. It was. It's really a huge loss, con- considering that s- sometimes Twitter can be really draining and unfun in in certain ways when people like the abuse monsters come out of the woodwork. So it was just really refreshing to have her Twitter there, where she was just positive and happy. So the fact that it's going to be not there anymore is kind of sad. Making. I hope she comes back one day. I hope so too. Although Twitter is pretty hard work. <laughs> Like, it really, like, people who are really good at Twitter donate a lot of their free time to making their Twitter accounts successful. It's writing. It's Uh, not... I know. It's (laughs) not an easy thing. So I can see why somebody might, especially in her position where she's a very public figure and she's busy filming things, it might be wise for her to pull back a little. I agree. So, although I'll miss her, I hope she has a good time just living not in the spotlight, which is a lot of fun, because I like doing that too. And speaking of celebrities, or the kind of celebrities that we follow, (laughs) today I learned something that I did not know about a celebrity. Are you ready for some celebrity gossip? Okay. I bet you already know that. It will not be a surprise to you. Did you know that Kelly Sudeconic is married to Matt Fraction? I knew this. Ah, man. Did you not I'm know this? So, I did not know this. I was so surprised. I was like, what? That's crazy. That's so cool. But did you know that they're developing a TV show together? Yes. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> and how, 
did I not know that? How did you not tell me? Renee, you failed. I'm sorry. I don't... You're fired. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't... I don't think that you're that interested. Are you really that interested? Because I can, when I find out random celebrity facts, I will come to you and be like, guess what? This <laughs> random celebrity is doing XYZ in the future. I definitely well, will. I promise. Well, but they are celebrities that I care about. Do you really care about Mac Fraction? A little bit. I just read one of his comics, Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Did you like that? It was really interesting. How do I even put it's It's a gender bender, genre twisted odyssey in space with only women. And so all the Greek gods are women in this retelling. And all the characters of the odyssey are women. It's an interesting narrative choice and premise. It's not that he just decided to do this because... There is a reason within the text why all characters are female. And the reason why is that Zeus decided that men are stupid and too dangerous. And he made it impossible for women to give birth to boys, basically. So I don't know where the story is going with that. And I don't know how I feel about that. But it's interesting. And the art is surreal. It's very bright. It's kind of like 70s psychedelic art show. So I thought it was really... I I read the first volume and I thought it was really interesting. I'm never going to read it. I already know. I'm just not into the Greek. Oh, I love the Greeks. I think that as close as I'm ever going to get is Xena. (laughs) (laughs) Which is more like... Way more like fanfic than anything else. It has to be extremely, extremely updated. Well, this one is extremely updated because it's in the future and it's in space. Subtle. And I don't think Odyssey is very subtle, unfortunately. So, um, and a lot of people that whose opinions I trust were like, well, if this was something, if something was going on here and it wasn't just the story just ported to the future in space with women, it would be something interesting. I think that something interesting has to do with this thing that Zeus did. She created a new gender uh, as well in this. So it's kind of like gender fluid. It's very, it's it's interesting. I don't know if it's good. How it's, many times has Anna used interesting in this discussion about this comic? <laughs> like yeah, so many. I, I also think... I also think that I know that in my review, I also use the word interesting several times. <laughs> it's the best word. It's the only word that I can think of to describe this. It's interesting. Well, maybe if somebody else has read it, like one of our listeners, they could write to me and try to convince me to read it. Or maybe not. And then they're just like, no, Renee, run away. Oh, uh, well, either way. <laughs> or maybe if they have read Beyond Volume, um, tell me what happens and whether I should continue reading or not. That would be great. Thank you. I haven't read anything. I'm terrible. I'm so sad because I've just been so behind on all my work. And I'm reading The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl right now. Yes, isn't it delightful? It's so cute. Do you have the trade? I have the first volume. And I got it because my friend Bako came and was like, this is super up your alley. You should definitely try it. So I, you know, went and got it from my library. I had to fight for my library because some people, like it was a brand new comic and somebody checked it out and then like they kept it and they kept it and it was overdue. They still kept it. I'm like, God damn it. People return your books (laughs) to the library. (laughs) Are you reading like the small footnotes? Yes. It's so (laughs) not the best. 
And it's so Ryan North. It's so him. Because I've been reading dinosaur comics for a decade or so. Like, however long he's been doing them, I've been reading. What are the dinosaur comics? You don't know what the the dinosaur comic is? No. Oh my gosh, Anna. (laughs) I get to issue a pop culture shame boy. Yes! Thank you. Anyway, so the dinosaur comics is basically this clip art of these dinosaurs. The art of the comic does not change ever. The art stays the same every single comic. What changes is the text. And the T-Rex and these his dinosaur friends have these crazy discussions, philosophical debates. Sometimes God shows up, the devil shows up. They're always off screen. <laughs> I'm going to have to link you to something. Yes, it's so please. funny. Oh, my goodness. A lot of people like XKCD, but I don't really grok XKCD a whole, a whole bunch. Dinosaur comic is my comic. Like How other people feel about XKCD is how I feel about the dinosaur comics. I really want to check it out now. It's really, it's really cute. Surprisingly, I learned a lot from this comic because there is huge amounts of text, and then if you hover it, there's like a little, like little references in the hover text. It's just really cute. I will link you to it. Oh, after cool. Do you know what? It sounds a little bit familiar. I wonder if I've seen it. You probably have. on Tumblr or something like that. I guarantee um, you have, because I know for a while I had like icons with. Like, I know Lady Business oh, had an icon yes. once. Okay, you'll so thank, you'll thank me when you share my politics, with our... Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I remember that. You'll, yeah, so you'll probably... So re- that's where it's from. Okay. Yeah, it's a comic. And I'll link you to it. It's super great. Okay, fantastic. If you like Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, I feel like you'll like this comic. Because this humor is... Actually, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is actually a little bit funnier, I think. He's got more space to be expressive with the characters in Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. So you get to see more of his range of comedy. Yeah, I'm reading that. I'm 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 two issues in, so I'm excited to finish it when I have time. So, speaking of fantastic things, you now should tell us all about meeting Unlucky again. Again, how did that go? So she was doing an event in St. Louis at a library, and we drove up. It's a long way to St. Louis from here. It's like four and a half hours. It's like a gazillion miles. It's like 200 miles or something like that. It went It went great. It was fine. The event was actually not as crowded as I thought it was going to be. It was like a similar to an event like at our library in, in my city, which is really tiny. It's like 63,000 people. Dear St. Louis, what's going on? It's in Lanky. <laughs> she has a book event. You need to come to it. What are you... What are you what are your life choices right now? <laughs> she did. She read uh, the scene from where one of the translators shows up, and it was really funny. I just, I really like when she reads from her book because she just gives it. Humanity is the wrong word, but she gives a lot of humanity to the characters in a way that you, you just don't get from when you just read it. I'm, as, I'm, I guess the audiobooks might be good in that way too, but audiobooks I can't do them because they embarrass me for some strange reason she read and then she took a lot of questions that was most of the event was questions and it was really fun to get to hear her talk about the world and answer questions about translations she told a really funny story about the complications of translating what she was trying to do in English to other languages which is not always possible because some languages don't have gendered pronouns and then some languages do have gendered pronouns but also verbs are gendered and so it was really fascinating. Of course, there were some... There, I mean, I assume there's probably always some of these people, but there's some people who was just like, I can't picture the characters. How... Can you describe them for me? I'm just like, they're black. Got person, mm-hmm. they're black. Just, Surprise! 
They're black and brown and not white people. I feel, and I feel mean thinking it that way. But then there was another guy who kept just harping on the gender, knowing who the gender was, knowing who, what gender people were when they were having sex. Oh, wow. When my, when my, when you are making my 70 year old mother next to me uncomfortable with your oh my God. heterosexist question, that's a sign you need to step back. So how did Unlucky reply to those? How did she interact? Oh well, no. Her answer has always been the same. It's just like it, she doesn't know that she doesn't know the biological sex of a lot of these characters because it doesn't matter. She doesn't know. That's so cool. And she's always adamant about keeping it up to the reader to make up their own minds, which I think is a really interesting choice. And it was just really fun. It was a really fun discussion. I got my books on, and she gave me a lot of pins. Because she makes these pins for characters. Like, the first book has an on-elming pin. So she was out of those pins. So she took the pin off her sweater and gave it to me. And I, was I, am, I am so jealous. I was so like, it's... Outwardly, I'm probably like, ah. Like, I was probably frozen inside. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> it was like she was a Backstreet Boy for a moment. <laughs> and I was 13-year-old me. Having a fangirl fit inside. Do you know if you watch concert footage from like the Beatles, those girls who would like cry and scream and face inside when she took the pin off her sweater and handed it to me? That was me. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, that's yeah, she was super, super nice. She's always nice. And I'm so sad that I'm moving soon. So, by the time she writes another book and it wins 8,000 awards and she does more book events, I will, we won't be here anymore. We won't be able to drive up to see her. I sent Ellen Wright from Orbit a, a tweet. I'm almost like, dear Ellen, make sure and like he comes to Portland, Oregon for all future book events. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Is she from St. Louis then? Yeah, that's where she lives. All right. Okay. So she was not touring. Okay. She did for the, op- the debut of the novel. I think she was, she did like a little Pacific Northwest tour. So I'm just kind of hopeful that, that Orbit will maybe send her pacific northwest because that's where i am nowhere okay. else matters so another pacific northwest every time so you got uh the three books signed i got and, i got a lot of books signed, and yes. and um pins so do you want to tell our listeners what do you want to do with those oh so right i got my book signed and i also got jody a book signed because i got her book signed last time i just get i just should have taken a wheelbarrow apparently but i also got a trilogy signed so we can give it away in january yeah to one of our listeners so if you are into having a signed copy of the imperial rights trilogy you should pay attention to us in january when we do that giveaway so yes it was super it was super amounts of fun we also went to the melting pot afterwards what is the melting pot it's like a fondue place oh well you know what i should have known <laughs> i should have seen that coming and the one that was in Memphis that that we go that we used to go to for my birthday closed because it's oh, no. expen- it's like it's super expensive to eat there. They couldn't maintain it in the area they were in. So that one closed. So we decided just to go to the melting pot when we were in St. Louis and it was great. And then on the way home, because we're idiots, we did not pay attention to how we set the GPS. So people who were not living in the rural south I mean, there are main roads, but a lot of times when you're li- when you live in rural areas, you can't really take interstates everywhere. You have to take like side highways, state highways, side roads. So when we set the GPS, we just set it from our current location and just gave it a general location of Jonesboro, Arkansas, instead of typing in our home address. 
Well. Oh my god. That was a mistake. Because not only, like, we were supposed to come home through Paragold, Arkansas, which has gotten nice roads, easy, like, well-lit, straight, easy to follow. That didn't happen. It took us all the way around Paragold to get back to Jonesboro. Okay, so I don't drive that much. I have, like, a serious generalized anxiety, so I don't drive that much. So, Zach was tired, so he let me drive. And, like, when he, we'd been driving for, like, two and a half, three hours, so he let me drive. And for a while there, it was straight, and then we went up a mountain, and it was, like... Oh, my God. I'm scared. Yes. I don't know. People who don't have a lot of, like, they live in mountainous areas don't know. But, like, if you live on a mountain, like, picture a two-lane highway. Two lanes. Two. Could that... What about mother's deer? No, there was deer signs. Oh, there were deer signs. But like, oh Jesus! Picture when the like speed limit's fifty miles an hour, but you can't ever go that high because all the curves are like forty-five miles an hour, thirty-five miles an hour, twenty miles an hour. That's horrible. Oh, I had a like I had a minor breakdown. Like at some point, like (laughs) I like I, I like screamed at the car and like I <laughs> braked real like I got, I got so mad I just braked extremely hard and we just went skidding along a like a dry, like oh, a no. parking lot I was so mad I was like how the hell did, it, did this happen why are we in the middle of fucking nowhere in Bumpuck Arkansas lost <laughs> and with running out of gas I was really upset dear thankfully we did not us, getting ready to kill us it's hunting season so mostly they're hiding lucky us we so did they, get home, eventually. Know, how, do, how do they know how to hide? Well, when there's gunshots, animals generally hide. That there's a lot sense. of hunters tromping through the woods with guns. That makes sense. Sorry, go on. No, I mean, we made it home, and I was like, Jesus Christ. I learned my lesson with the GPS, though. Always type in the exact address you want to go to, or else you they will, will end up... They over. Yeah, or else you will end up in the deep south here in Banjos, because you're so... <laughs> fucking lost <laughs> is that did that really happen <laughs> i don't know no Wait, no it didn't. i don't know i don't know what to picture when you say rural arkansas so in my head i see can i tell you what i see sure i see like cornfields that's wrong here's a movie you should watch if you want to know what it's like to live where i grew up um, it's called, it's a Jennifer Lawrence movie. It's called Winter's Bone. Oh, yes. I saw the movie. I love that movie. Yeah. You know where, you know the area she lives in? Yeah. Yep. That was how I grew up. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's exactly the area we drove through. <laughs> like that kind of area. Hills and. Oh, wow. Forests. All right. So, you know, lesson learned. Next On the plus time. side, I got to see it lucky and it was worth it. Yes, you can. Yeah. And you it. had you had your pins to yes, keep you keep, safe. Yes, to keep, keep me company. To keep yes. me comfort. To comfort me in my time of the dark the dark times. Yes. <laughs> and it didn't help that our turn signal in our car was broken. So it just the little it's like a little arm that sticks out from the steering column. It was just hanging there limply, like a limp dick. Just like let's hang And <laughs> I, and so when I was trying to put on, like, turn signals and stuff, I couldn't because it was just, like, it, I would push it up and it would just be, like, droop. <laughs> I was just like, what, what's going on? What's happening with this car? So, stress from the car being broken, can't use a turn signal, middle of nowhere, running out of gas, GPS fucked up. It's fine, though, because I got to, I got to meet Ed Lucky. That's great. It's fun. So that was my adventure. I had no adventures. But you were about to have an adventure. In December, uh, but I am not. About to have, 
Not technically in- a like a mountainous car adventure like mine. It's much well, more yes. technolo- it's much more techy and fun. Yes. So if you guys don't know, every December uh, on the Mook Smugglers, ever since we started the blog eight years ago, oh we God. do a thing called Smuglifus. So if you ever watched Seinfeld, you will recognize that the word Smuglifus comes from Festivus, a festival, a holiday for the rest of us. We created Smuglifus to celebrate our love for books and since the beginning we just invite a bunch of people a bunch of authors a bunch of bloggers and sometimes editors sometimes publishers as well to come over to the blog and to basically talk about the things that they loved in 2015 or in the year before and and they do it can be everything it's usually a bunch of lists and people just really love those lists and it's a lot of fun and the next Smuglifus is going to start soon in December, 1st of December and then it runs until January the 7th which is when we celebrate our anniversary or our blog anniversary. And I can't believe because it means that December is just around the corner, the end of the year is just around the corner. You have to make your best of list. Uh, Renee, no pressure. I, we have a rule that it's 10 books, top 10. I have 15 books on my top 10. so I have 25, so you're doing way better than I am. Yeah, but I can only have 10, so I don't know how I'm going to cut 5. And I keep reading awesome books because this year has been the best reading year since the beginning of the book smugglers by far. And I think it's because I have finally reached a point in my life where I just don't continue reading shit books anymore. I don't have the time and this has been a tough year for me and I just want to read what I like and what is good. So that kind of like has created a situation in which the book smuggers has kind of turned into a blog that only reviews good books. Or which books is you weird. like. Or books that we have liked, yes. Okay. You don't do like, a lot of ne- you don't do a lot of critical negative reviewing anymore. Well, we do. We still do critical reviews. We still have. We still look at those books that we love critically. I'd be curious to see your stats, though. Like books rated eight to ten versus books rated three yes. to six. Well, we always do those, so I'll do that at the end of the year. But I have never given so many nines and tens in my life. I'm kind of scared because I don't know what that means. Have I turned soft? No, it just means you know how to find books you like. I actually think that that's a huge part of it. You're getting better. I'm terrible at that. I'm just like, well, I like this. I don't know. Let's give it a shot. No, shit, I don't like it. Like, I'm really bad at it. But you seem to have come through the... The light. The cornfield. Yes. Of... The literary cornfield, you found your way out of the maze, and now you you just are really good at identifying books you love. Yes, if you build it, they will come. Oh, no. Since we're talking about cornfields, fields of dreams. That movie scared the shit out of me. Are you... What? Yes, I was too young. I was like, why are there random people walking out of a cornfield? I'm terrified. (laughs) Well, that actually makes sense, because they were all ghosts, right? I mean, I guess, but it was not... I was too young. I was just like, I'm scared. 
I watched the movie so many times in the movies because I was, and this is a moment of confession, obsessed with Kevin Costner. I had a major obsession when I was 15. I even had like a folder where I collected like, his photos from magazines. And well, guys, and I hope you've enjoyed Fangirl Podcast. This isn't going to be our last episode. As Anna has just revealed something that we just can't move past. I was a teenager. I previously, in an episode of this very podcast, I said that teenagers are stupid. I said that because I was a stupid teenager. I can't say anything. I had pictures of, like, Devin Sawa and Andrew Keegan on my walls as... Who and who? Exactly. <laughs> I, didn't, I, can't even, I can't even, like, mainstream people. So who are they? They're just they were just they were just kid actors. Even though I think a lot of that was just me posturing and trying not to freak out most of my female friends because I was realizing very quickly that I was bisexual. Looking back now, I'm realizing that a lot of my like obsession in quotes of male teenage stars was me faking oh, to interesting. not so I wouldn't out myself. Oh. Well that got deep very fast. Too deep. Moving on. So Smugglebus is coming. Everybody yes. should go and follow the book Smugglers so you can keep up with all the amazing lists. And there are amazing lists that come out from this. I'm not writing a list this year, probably. I'm going to write something that makes everybody mad at me. <laughs> it's fine. Well, last year you wrote the epic One Piece essay, remember? Uh-huh. That was really fun. I was trying to get a lot of people into One Piece, but I don't know if I succeeded. Because you quit reading it, so I've obviously failed somehow. <laughs> You are sitting here. I have I'm just, three volumes staring at my face. I'm just, I'm just blaming your schedule. Stop being so busy. Can't. Stop being a professional, Anna. Stop it. Just read all the time <laughs> and do nothing else. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I have submissions for the superheroes call and for the novellas call. I mean, I could help you read those. Hmm. I'd be like, okay, this, this is terrible, terrible white dude, white dude, terrible. No. <laughs> This is why you can't let me do it. I would not be a good... I would not be a good editor, probably. I mean, I'd be okay, like, slush reading, but as for, like, choosing stories, no. I would be terrible and never let me do it. Do you know how much it costs to, like, run an anthology? Like, to, to publish one? A lot of money, I'm realizing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially if you are paying for original stories. Mm -hmm. If you are reprinting them, probably it is definitely cheaper. I just want somebody to give me $15,000 and then I can do my optimistic science fiction anthology. That, I like the idea so much. Me too. So, I just need so somebody to give me $15,000. <laughs> Some, someday. Someday, Anna. Someday. Right. So Smugglerfuss is coming and you talked about Anne Lackey. And I think then the only thing that we have left to talk about briefly is that we have our little survey going. And if you listeners would be kind and take that survey it would be great we've had so many great answers so far more bees like, oh my god you guys you are so amazing you are so cute i love the way that you have answered those questions it really warms my heart like when i'm feeling bad like the last week I whenever i'm feeling like down about my writing or whatever i will just go in and read some of the comments people have left us and i get all warm and fuzzy it's like oh. i know i have been doing that as well <laughs> that's 
so nice. It's so nice. People were so nice. And we were a little bit scared that, you know, that would be someone coming and being not very nice. But no, we have great listeners. Mostly so. I was like, everyone's going to yell at me about the audio. Everybody's going to tell me that I suck. Everybody's going to complain that the audio is terrible. Like, I had a lot of fears. But no, it hasn't been like that at all. Oh. Everybody's been really understanding that we're learning and we're feeling out things as we go. Yes. And it's been really nice. We're going to yeah. probably do a whole episode where we talk about the results of the survey. If you're nerdy like me and want to listen to a bunch of survey stats, there will be an episode like that. I don't know if Anna's going to be there. Are you going to be there for that one? Are you going to actually come? And- <laughs> yes, possibly. Possibly. Or it might just be me talking to you. For 35 minutes about the survey results. And I might just opt out of that. Who knows? (laughs) We'll see how it goes up in the air. You should go and take the survey. And if you want Anna to be on that episode, you should be like, you should, you should tell her in the comments and be on the, be on the survey results episode. Yeah, that's actually a good, good idea. So you can listen to her like laugh as I read answers off like the more bees, (laughs) which I still find great. More bees. You're going to get your wish, whoever you are. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) And I think that's it from us today. Oh, are we doing recommendations? Yes, we are. Oh, Renee, Jessica Jones. Oh, yes. This weekend. So by the time that this episode goes live, Jessica Jones will be up on Netflix. Go watch it, and then we need to talk about it next. This is what we're doing this weekend, right? Yes. Well, I mean, mostly, yes. Mainlining an entire entire series. I've never actually done that all the way through, like, with a Netflix series. I've never watched the beginning all the way to the end in, like, in a short span of time. Not really. So this will be the first time that I end up doing that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so recommendations time. What do you have for us today? Everybody is super, super excited that I'm, once again, recommending Black Wolves by Kate Elliott. <laughs> You're not going to escape until you all read this book. There's just no way to get out from my looming grasp because I want everybody to read this book. Here's an interesting factoid I noticed. When new epic fantasy comes out, a lot of people like across the spectrum review it. But I haven't seen men reviewing this book. At all. At all. And I'm suspicious. I know a lot of the mains, like the mainstream SF bloggers probably had a hand in like working on it so they may feel it's not appropriate for them to review it but otherwise it's just really strange that most of the reviews have come from women and i'm not i'm just talking about blog reviews i'm not talking about goodreads or amazon i'm talking about like Uh the freelance bloggers i think that's really interesting it's interesting the word we you really want to use that no it's not interesting it's enraging that's a good word i want to use thank you enraging because i'm just like what is happening why is it this book getting picked up i don't understand it's so good she's been writing so many great epic fantasies for so long i'm just really sad that her epic fantasy work does not get more attention because she's doing such great things in this book you can ask your library to order it and you won't even have to like make the investment because you can ask your library hey buy this book because it's from orbit and it's main it's a mainstream publisher and on the plus side if you order it and if you get it from the library, the library will then keep it and more people might be able to read it. So you should maybe just order it from your library anyway. Anna's over there like... <sighs> I'm, I'm actually shaking my neck. I'm nodding, <laughs> which is 
not very helpful. You're like, you just become a one-woman street team for for Black Wolves. You're right, I have. It's such a good book. It's one of my favorite books this entire year. And I've read a lot of good books. I haven't read that yet. Uh, We'll read it before the end of the year. Tay and I have a joint scheduled in December, so it's going to happen. I believe in you, Anna. I trust that you'll read it. I accept your faith in me. Do you have a recommendation? I do have a recommendation, but I don't know what. What? How do you, you do it's have it, but you don't know what it is? I, it's because I have several. Oh, okay. I don't know which one to say. Well, pick two. Okay. So I'm going to recommend, since we're talking about Netflix, there is a new show on Netflix from Aziz Ansari. You know, Tom from Parks and Recreation? I've heard about this, yes. So it's called Master of None, and it's written, produced, sometimes often directed by him and he's the main character and it's really great it's a sitcom it's kind of like half an hour episodes and there are 10 in this first series and it's very hilarious because it's about an indian guy living in new york and it's very incisive and critical of the world and there is one episode renee that it's hilarious because, you know, it's a sitcom. I felt so understood. So there is one episode. I can't remember the name of the episode now. Sorry. But it's one about feminism and how women perceive the world differently from men. And this is just like straight up played on screen. And the, the female characters, they just speak what happens to them. If they go out at night by themselves. Like, for I don't know if that happens to you Renee but like for walking home from work here at night in the dark doesn't matter what time it is sometimes it's half past five in the afternoon it's already dark here at that time sometimes it's half past six in the afternoon I never get home later than that because I'm boring but nonetheless I'm walking by myself it's dark I have my mobile in my hands and 999 dial ready to go if anything happens because I am constantly scared it's awful I have lived like this most of my life and then in this episode this female character does the same and I'm like oh my god sister I see you I understand you and my partner was sitting next to me and he was like oh my god I never realized and I said yes dude that's the reality for a lot for most of us for most women so the show is really good at, at that but it's also it's also really funny and it's it's really good so i highly recommend that and the other thing that i wanted to recommend it's not something i read but it's something that i did i know that we talk about book smugglers publishing stories and one of the stories that we published this year was the merger by sunil patel it's one of my favorites not that I play favorites. I don't play favorites. I don't have favorites. Uh-huh. I take it back. But it's it's really funny. And it's very heartwarming. It has a great romance. And uh, Sunil sold the audio to a podcast. To Starship Sofa. And they got this really cool British guy reading the story on that podcast. And it just it goes really well. And he makes the best voices because there is an alien and the the alien is hilarious and he made the alien sound hilarious. So I highly recommend you to give it a listen if you like to listen to stories. It's The Merger by Sunil Patel 
on Starship Sofa. And it's free. You can just listen to it online. So you don't have to pay for it. But, you know, that's it from us today. Thank you so much, Renee, for being here. Thank you for having me with you on our podcast. Kangaroo Happy Hour is Renee Williams and me, Anna Grillo. Renee is also our producer. I am pretty sure she sparkles in the sun. You'll find links to some of our discussion topics in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com. You can email us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. You can find us on Tumblr and Facebook at fangirlhappyhour, one long word, no spaces. If you like the show, pretty please, we'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes so that can, more people can find us. You can chat with us on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. Anna is also at Book Smugglers and Renee at Renee. Our music is by Boxcat Games. Our logo is by the very talented Era. You can commission them at justera.tumblr.com. For both myself and Renee, thanks for listening. See you next episode.